Hey, this is Fletch, and on this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, we're talking about Christian homeschool conventions. And if you're anything like me, these might be the places that you try to avoid. You know, for years, I would send Kendra to the conventions and I'd stay home with the kids, and that wasn't out of nobility or just being a really great husband and father. You know, about a decade ago, I can remember going with Kendra to a convention and we walked the floor and we looked at curriculum and we talked to vendors. And as we did that, I could sense an attitude or a spirit or just a feeling of being at this convention. And maybe you know what I'm talking about, or maybe you remember this attitude at Christian homeschool conventions. So aside from an air of superiority, there was a spirit of pro-American, pro-Republican party, and on top of that, there seemed to be Christianity sprinkled on things that already existed in our society. So suddenly we had martial arts for the Christian homeschooler, and we had a workout program just for Christian homeschoolers, and a Christian homeschool diet plan. And on top of that, there was a t-shirt company making Christian t-shirts for homeschoolers that were just so cheesy, I was never going to wear them. And I can remember getting to the end of that conference and walking out with Kendra and saying, really, are these our people? Because if these are our people, I don't know if I want anything to do with it. All right, so maybe my example is extreme, but maybe you can relate to this, and maybe you remember Christian homeschool conventions like this. You know, over the last 17 years that we've homeschooled, we have met people that are both positive and negative about homeschool conventions. So we want to get real and talk about this topic out loud tonight. Won't you stick with us as we talk about, I love homeschooling, but I hate homeschool conventions. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we discover what it means to homeschool in real life. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 43 of the Homeschooling Real Life podcast. Hey, we're almost at my age. So when we get to like the golden podcast where the podcast equals your age, are we going to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, next week, dude. Oh, that's awesome. I know, 44. Wow. Hey, uh, we are talking about conventions tonight, but before we get there, there's a few things we need to get done. I want to read an email that came in from one of our listeners. This one came and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, thanks for the great podcast. As the mother of two young children, I'm trying to learn all I can about homeschooling before we start formal things in a couple years. 
Thanks for always pointing us back to the gospel. And Kendra, I'm really excited that you're coming to Iowa in June. Wow, this is a cool uh, email to get in. This listener that listens to us is apparently going to meet you in Iowa. Iowa. That's right. We're yeah, in so Des Moines in when, June. When are you going? Uh, I believe it's the second weekend of June. It must be because the first weekend of June we have a graduating senior. Yeah, real life. We have a graduating senior this year, one in college, another one leaving college, one heading into high school. This is a crazy year in education. And a kindergartner. Have we talked about this before that I am like, I am, no, I'm not like, I am the oldest kindergarten mom. <laughs> yeah, you're, we have everything like though. Grandma, it's kindergarten crazy. mother. <laughs> I tell people, I said, I have a little bit of everything. So, uh, Kenj, what else is going on? We have, we have just a lot going. We're getting ready to go to Nashville for the Teach Them Diligently convention. Yeah, next week. Um, but this was one of those weeks, Fletch, that <laughs> it was like 45,000 things kept coming at me. You know, it was like, you know, get Joe to school, now go do this, now come back, now homeschool, now, oh, I got a text from this person, oh, one of our sons, the graduating senior, broke out in Poison Oak this week. Yeah, <laughs> just, it was it was a, great, a little bit of everything, and then, yeah, it, and it, this is the real life part, because we have friends yeah. that are going through the exact same thing. Yeah, well, friends who have eight children also, and I texted her, you know, like, blah, make this stop, and she texted me right back, sort of a list of what was going on, and then she said, oh. I'm sorry, you were texting me, and now I've just poured out my stuff on you. But, you know, I, I told her it's oddly comforting <laughs> to, to realize that, oh, somebody else has just as much crazy going on in their house. So. Yeah, so we, we hope that these stories help you where you are, because you may have, you know, what did Rachel Carmen say? I've learned to lean into the crazy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, you know, one thing we love to hear from our listeners, and that's because we feel we connect with you. Now, we also like podcasts, and I wanted our listeners to know something we're doing. We're going to hear two of our favorite podcasters. So just like people are going to hear you in Iowa, we are going to San Francisco mm. to hear uh, Josh and Chuck from Stuff You Should Know I at know, a, live, a live podcast. So it's pretty cool. We're going to be in um, Palace of the Fine Arts Theater in mm-hmm. San Francisco at the end of March. Uh, they're, they're on the road, so... I think we should podcast from the podcast. Oh, we can podcast live from the podcast we're gonna be there with our son yeah our hayden, oldest son yeah hayden will be there with us so the three of us are going over we get to see them live so you know people that get to see you it's just like that you know we're, we're looking forward to seeing these guys live hey you know what we don't have um sanity no <laughs> I, don't, I don't know we still don't have a coffee sponsor <sighs> I, can you believe it it's all this time so we, we have, should we, oh, we should make this a contest i bet i can get a tea sponsor before you can get a coffee sponsor I bet you can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Like, yes. I know yeah. oh, one I'm com- on this. Lipton. Nope. I am on it. You're on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you who it is because I don't want you like calling them and saying, don't. If my wife calls you, ignore her. Like that kind of thing, you know? All right. The contest is on. But here's what I'm looking for because we did actually have one coffee company reach out to us. It was a kind of a national coffee company. And I just thought it'd be good because they asked, you know, what are, what is it you're looking for exactly? You know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for free coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking. Right now, I am I would like to be able to say, I'm drinking your coffee. I'm right. drinking Ted's coffee. Yeah. And I would like to be able to have a clickable link that I could give to our listeners for discounted coffee. Because I don't think coffee companies know that homeschoolers just guzzle the stuff down just to stay level with their homeschooling 
duties. Yeah. So think about the office, you know, or any office environment or any work environment. There's always like the coffee pot that's in the lunchroom, right? Well, homeschoolers just guzzle that whole entire coffee pot (laughs) single-handedly. And I also want to be able to give stuff away free. I want to be able to give coffee away free. So here's how it works. If you know a roaster, that's what works, is when you as a listener say, we listen to this podcast and that's the connection that needs to be made. The other way you can help, and I know this sounds silly, but we say this every week, is to go to iTunes because not just this, but any potential sponsor to Homeschooling in Real Life wants to know that we're connecting with our listeners through iTunes. It's it's the big kid on the block. So if you haven't subscribed to Homeschooling in Real Life, go to iTunes and actually subscribe. Pull your feed from there. Uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review there because the more reviews we have and the and just the more engagement that our sponsors see, the more willing they are to jump on. And you know when a sponsor jumps on homeschooling in real life, that means more free stuff coming to you or or more discounts or more connection with with our uh, advertisers. So if you could do that for us, that'd be great. Just go on over to iTunes and uh, subscribe and, and listen to us through there. You know, another way you could support us is to send me tea people. <laughs> oh, so the, you're really... The competition is on. Uh, yeah. James Lipton, if you're listening right now. <laughs> J- is his name James? His name. Why wow. Wouldn't be? Why wouldn't it I'm be James Googling Lipton? Googling that one. Funny enough, stuff you should know. I think he's dead. Their episode this week was on tea. Because they're brilliant. So we're going down a similar theme that we have on other episodes. This is the I Love Homeschooling But episode. It's another edition of it. And I think we should be calling these big butt episodes because <laughs> I I asked last week if we should play that as theme music and we decided to throw it out on Facebook and said, hey, if you think we should do it, let us know. And no one got back to us until today. Right. And then Melissa Kitzmiller said, the answer is yes. But see, she also told us that she's the eat the cake pop sort of homeschooler. All right. So she's out there on the edge with me and it's okay with her if we do this music. Yeah. And you know what? People who are listening to this episode as their very first homeschooling in real life episode have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. So you want to (laughs) go back to other episodes we've done on the I like homeschooling, but, and we've talked about, I love, I love homeschooling, but my kids are always with me. I Mm -hmm. loved homeschooling, but I'm totally disorganized. Mm -hmm. I've loved homeschooling, but I'm not a good teacher. I love homeschooling, but I'll tell you it's flaws. That was our first one. Was that one of one? Yeah, I guess that was mm-hmm. one we did. And I love homeschooling, but I'm burned out. And that yeah. was that was one. So tonight we're going to be talking about I love homeschooling, but I hate homeschool conventions. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we're getting ready to go to a homeschooling convention. I, I, it's funny because that's like my job is to go to homeschool conventions. <laughs> so what, you know, this resonates with you, doesn't it? It does. And we're that's why I did that intro at the beginning. And, and we're going to get into this. So we really enjoy doing these series, and a lot of these come in from some of our listeners that are putting in requests. And you know, lately we've had a lot of requests for a show on special needs. Mm-hmm. And having a kid who has special needs, we promise we're going to get to that. But I just wanted to let our listeners know, kind of in the spirit of other podcasts that are out there and supporting people, John Wilkerson over at the Wired Homeschool did an episode that just released this week on homeschooling with special needs students. And uh, it's episode number 143 over at thewiredhomeschool.com. And we want to encourage you to go on over and listen to what John's doing over there and and listen to this episode if this is a topic that interests you. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to dive into I love homeschooling. But I hate homeschool conventions. (laughs) 
Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. So welcome back. Uh, I love homeschooling, but I hate homeschooling conventions. Uh, Kenj, how are we going to do this tonight? Well, we decided that probably the easiest way to break it down was into just pros and cons. Over the years, I've heard people tell me all the reasons they hate homeschool conventions. But then I have people, I have friends who love homeschool conventions, and so they'll tell me what they get out of a homeschool convention. So we're just going to kind of break it down like that and talk oh. about some of the things, the objections or difficulties they've heard. These are raw so why don't we do this? Why don't we start with the cons first? Okay. And then we'll end, we'll exit on a high note. Yep. We'll take a little break halfway through there. Um, and hear again from David and Leslie Nunnery from Teach Them Diligently because we're going to be uh, going there this week. So the cons of homeschool conventions. Um, you know, we were kind of brainstorming this together. And one of the ones that came up, I think, to both of us initially was this idea of um, going to a homeschooling convention, you just meet a bunch of judgmental people. Now, now that's yeah. a blanket statement. So it is. that's, you know, we understand if you're already, if your hackles are going up, mm-hmm. it's, you know, just calm down. We're going to get to some positive stuff. So mm-hmm. what do we mean by judgmental people? Well, I th- I've heard from other people and I have experienced it myself, I will say, um, that there tends to be um, a group uh, you know, not like, oh, we all wear the same t-shirt, we're a group, but <laughs> there tends to be sort of a population in at homeschool um, gatherings that do have an attitude of self-righteousness because of what they're doing. And we talk about this a lot. You know, there's this, we put our hope in something, it becomes an idol, and then we suddenly have this pharisaical self-righteousness about what we're doing. And anybody who's not doing it like we are is wrong or yeah. less spiritual or not a, not as good homeschoolers or not as faithful parents or, you know, whatever that is. And so, unfortunately, that sort of permeates um, their communication with other people. And if you aren't doing things the way they are, from the way they dress to the curriculum they're choosing to, I don't know, the food they're eating, that I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, so it's not just homeschooling. That's the thing. No, this it's is not. throughout the church. We we yeah. plant we talk about planting flags. Mm-hmm. And I can remember maybe the first homeschool convention I went to, just as a quick little story, you needed me to drop something off. I needed to pick something up or drop something off. Mm-hmm. And you know, to to be very honest and truthful with our listeners, I don't I didn't like going to these things. I'm I'm the one that just I can get easily offended by homeschoolers just because of this attitude. That we saw mostly early on. Mm-hmm. It was mostly early on, but I remember showing up and and needing to get in the front doors, and it was locked, or you know they had not guards, but you know yeah, you couldn't get through without a ticket. Right. But I had to drop something off, and it was all approved. But I had been working in the yard, and I remember I had you know some you know baggy shorts, flip flops, and a Bob Marley <laughs> shirt on, and uh, oh, I remember man. that that's Fuck what you. I was coming in. But you can yeah. imagine, I mean, if you're a listener and you know what we're talking about with this you know what kind of stares I got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked like I was, you know, wandering in off the streets from downtown Berkeley, and here I come rolling into a very conservative, 
middle of California breadbasket homeschool convention. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's one. Another con is just maybe a narrow focus at these conventions? Yeah, I think there can tend to be uh, homeschool conventions that have um, a personality. And so if your your state convention or your local homeschool convention is camps on something, you know, camps on a lifestyle or camps on um, a certain way to homeschool, and you don't fit that mold, it it's feels very narrow and it feels very much like you're on the outside and that's not for you. Yeah, and this is a con when you're going to bring someone for the first time. Absolutely. Um, kind of in a cake pop kind of way. Right. You know, you're bringing someone to the grand idea of homeschooling with mm-hmm. you and say, hey, let's go to this convention. Either. Let me show you what it's like. And they get there and they just say, this is a very narrow group of people. Right. It's a narrow slice in society we're already because we're Christians Mm -hmm. and then an even more narrow slice when you're a Christian homeschoolers. And then it can get even more narrow, Mm -hmm. you know, with whatever that conservative just piece that it is. And and it really could be anything. I mean, it could be from, uh, you know, like I said, it could be from curriculum choices. You know, there could, there are conventions that sort of bump out, certain curriculum providers. Um, it could be your view of creation. You know, it was yeah, it six days that. or oh was it? Goodness. Right, exactly. Um, it, it, it could be that maybe the friend you're bringing is, um, is a working mom or, you know, works part-time or works full-time or works out of her home. And the very first thing she hears is some workshop on that clearly tells her how wrong that is. Or the charter system. Right. You know, right. all these narrow slices. So there's a second one. We, we, as as we're looking here on our big whiteboard, you know, we have this this homeschooling in real life planning board. What about the homeschooling conventions that focus on lifestyle mm. topics instead of academics? I mean, yeah. we're talking about schooling, homeschooling, and we get to these homeschooling conventions and if you look through the brochure of <laughs> lectures or of discussions, you know, there's no academic lectures in there. Yeah, boy. You know, the first person to have pointed this out to me was the uh, was author Susan Wise Bauer, who uh, co-wrote The Well-Trained Mind, and she's written all the story of the world curriculum and all yeah. of that. And um, she wrote a blog post on this several years ago, and I thought, man, that is so true. And she just showed this local convention um, schedule, and it was like, you know, a marriage one, a bread baking, baking workshop, a... Uh, parenting workshop a and there were like two academically related ones and one was like how to teach your kids to read you know well that's that's a very narrow portion of homeschoolers that are teaching somebody to read you know that year and the other one was I don't know what to do if you don't like math or something like that and it was such an eye-opener to me and actually caused me to write a few more workshops that were more academically focused. Um, and then, you know, and that may not be a bad Wait, thing. Some can people I stop are... for a second? We're going to a convention this week. Yeah. And we're talking on a non-academic topic. Yes. And the <laughs> we're con- talking about marriage. Right. The convention we're going to has over 200 workshops. Yeah. And they are a wide variety. But if your local convention has, say, 20 sessions... And they're primarily lifestyle. I've actually had heard somebody say, if I want to go to a marriage workshop, I, my church does like marriage stuff. I'll go to that. So that, that can be problematic. That can be a con. If you're looking for homeschool help, if you're saying, I'm drowning here and yeah. I need help this year, or I really need to write to uh, figure out a writing curriculum for my kids, or I, I need help with science in high school or transcripts or whatever, and you're not getting any of that help, that's a con for sure. Yeah. 
And, you know, one of the other things we talked about was cost. You know, a lot of homeschoolers are already pinching the budget. Oh, yeah. Because, hey, we made a decision to, to keep one of us home. Mm-hmm. So there's half of a salary there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we tried to do both salaries, we're at a narrow-minded homeschooling convention that doesn't like that. Right. You know, so here we are. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, mom's home. We're trying to do this. It's It's a tough budget. And to get to the location, which could be several hundred miles away, sure. to then pay to go in mm-hmm. and housing and food and just everything down the child line. Child care, potentially. You know, yeah. We're talking a cost issue. Now, it's funny that you bring child care up because we talked about that, that some homeschool conventions are not child friendly. Right. So if you're going to bring your kids with you, they better be, you know, right along your side or holding hands. But there's... There's no, or they're not allowed. Or they're not I, I allowed. Know, yeah. Or they're just, they have no program or anything like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. so when we're talking, you know, in the few minutes here with uh, David and Leslie, you're going to hear about, you know, why we've chosen to partner with Teach Them Diligently. Um, and I'm actually going to share a few minutes here, you know, what my view of that convention was, because that was the first one I went to in a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. And you weren't so, expecting to like it. Let's yeah. be honest. No, 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 no. And, and well, let's talk about it right now because I'll tell you that um, if you're a homeschool father, if you're a homeschool dad, and you're listening to this saying, "Hey, you know, I hate going to these conventions." <laughs> well, I hate going shopping with Kendra. <laughs> I love Kendra, but I hate shopping with her. I hate sitting and waiting. And, and you know, the only one I'll really do well is like Costco because there's big. You know, we're we're both shopping because there's computer stuff there's something, and televisions you know, and, and, and we joke because I don't go equipment. to the mall. I don't go to the <laughs> right, mall. Yeah. I do not do this. I would rather shop online for majority of my things. Sure. But going to a convention, are you kidding me? What a yawn fest mm. of, of things. Now, when it comes to conventions, I don't love going to dental conventions. You know, I always say, why would why? I hang out with a bunch of guys wearing <laughs> dockers and rockports and looking like, you know, total nerd alert. And those are my people. Those are dentists. Well, I kind of feel the same about homeschooling. Why do I want to hang out with a bunch of similar people? And we'll talk about that being a pro in just a minute. But for me, it's like, ah, I just, I don't want to just go focus on this. But dads, let me encourage you. This is the time to dig in because we're talking about, you know, homeschooling your kids Mm -hmm. and your kids, you're 50% of that. Right. This is not a little pet project of your wife, I hope. So one way you can help is actually going to the convention, actually showing up and and going through the hall and being engaged, not just taking up space with her as she's doing all this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go find a place to sit down. You tell me when we're done. Um, that kind of thing. You know, you need to be there and say, well, what it, you know, pre-plan. What, what are our goals for the year? What, what is it we need to see at this convention that you want to see? Or who do we need to go listen to? Or or what seminar do we need to go to together? Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then do that. And so I went in to teach them diligently, like, yeah, whatever. I was thoroughly impressed. It was a great, great venue. It was a great uh, vendor hall. And, and that's one of the cons we talked about. Those can be overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I actually do a workshop called um, Choosing Curriculum. And that's one of the things we talk about. You know, it's hard to narrow in on what you need to choose for your kids when there are 500 options, you know, and you're going from booth to booth. And how do I know that Matthew C is better than 
tech, teaching textbooks is better than Saxon is, you know, like, or what, if I'm a brand new homeschooler, I don't even know what those things are. You know, I can remember the very first time I was considering homeschooling and I went to a friend's house who, who homeschooled her kids and she had a couple other homeschoolers there to sort of, you know, we just talk about it or whatever. And one of them said, Oh, and my son's doing italic this year. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I'm like italic, what, you like know, what does you that say mean? That, like, like practicing the slant right. of his words. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, a new homeschooler doesn't know easy grammar from daily grams. And so that's so completely overwhelming. I'm not a new homeschooler, but if someone told me their kid was doing italics, my response would be like, my kid is doing printing. Like, <laughs> like, my kid I writes. I don't, I don't know how to engage you in conversation. <laughs> I'm wearing a Bob Marley shirt. <laughs> and eating a cake pop. <laughs> So, um, so do we have any more con? I mean, like we, we tried to work through a list that we came up with and you probably have your own and this is the time to engage us and say, Hey, here's a con. But you know, as you think about going to a convention, um, from a homeschool dad, I've told you some of my preconceived notions, you know, these are a bunch of people I don't want to hang out with on a Saturday because I work and homeschooling conventions are Friday through Saturday. You know, <laughs> right. I don't want to do this on my downtime. Right. I want to do things I enjoy. And I don't want to homeschool on my uptime. Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, truthfully, kids. it's like, I don't want to do a lot of things. Yeah. But there are things you do. And this, I think, is part of doing this together. And I would encourage you that this is something that you do as a family. And so talking about that, let's take a break here. And uh, let's go to a... We, we interviewed uh, David and Leslie Nunnery a few weeks ago, but we want to play that again for you about what you can expect at a Teach Them Diligently convention. Hey, this is Fletch. I just wanted to remind our listeners that we are going to be at the Teach Them Diligently conference in Nashville on March 19th through 21st. And we would love to meet you or any of our hurlers that are in the area. And to encourage you to attend with us, we have invited David and Leslie Nunry to join us online to answer just a few questions and maybe to get your interest peaked for the conferences. So David and Leslie, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Thank you. Why don't you tell our listeners, what can visitors to a Teach Them Diligently conference expect? Yeah, one of the things that um, we really like to major on is the discipleship, and homeschooling is about discipleship. And that's very important to us and very important to what the, the event is about. There will be more speakers than you can possibly see in an hour. Uh, there's almost 200 sessions. Uh, the vendor hall is going to have twice as many booths as it had last year. So there's a lot of energy in the building, but we really major on the gospel. And that is the core to who we are and what makes us different. Since we have listeners all over the country, can you tell us what are the locations and the dates for this year's conferences? Sure. We'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, March 19th through 21st. We'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, April 9th through 11th. We'll be in Sandusky, Ohio, May 28th through 30th, and in Dallas, Texas, July 16th through 18th. All right. And where are you hosting these conferences, and what are the venues like for the families that are traveling to these conferences? Well, each one of the uh, venues uh, are just a little bit different. Um, in Nashville, Tennessee, we have the Gaylord Opryland, which is huge and beautiful. Uh, the atrium, it's kind of like a, a garden. And uh, when you walk, when you come up, it's very much like an old mansion. 
that you may have seen in the Old South. Uh, so it is a beautiful venue. Um, in Atlanta, uh, we're at the Cobb Galleria. Uh, there is an actual mall right there on site. And then you cross the Sky Bridge and there's another mall. But the venue also is big, it's huge, it's beautiful. Um, and it's in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. And then in Sandusky, there's a water park. It's, it's the largest indoor water park in the country, is in the venue that is hosting Teach Them Diligently Sandusky. So we're very excited about that. I think it'll be a, a really good time for the families. Um, and then in Dallas, we're at a, a downtown Sheraton Hotel that's also a conference center. Um, very nice. At all of our facilities, there are rooms attached, so you can stay on site very easy for your family. Yeah, everything is under one roof. So you can stay in the hotel, you can walk to the venue. Um, how do our listeners get more information or to register for these events? Well, it, the, the first way is to go to uh, teachthemdiligently.net. That's our website, it's www.teachthemdiligently.net. Um, we're also very active on Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook page, we have Twitter, we have Pinterest, we have all the different social networks. And then we also have, uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter as well, and you will get regular information about what's going on with the conference. Now again, Kendra and I are gonna be at the Teach Them Diligently conference March 19th through 21st in Nashville, Tennessee. We want to meet our listeners, so come up, grab us, and uh, let us know that you're a hurler, and we'll even take a picture together and uh, put it up on our website. Thanks so much, David and Leslie, for joining us tonight, and we look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville. You know, it's one thing to hear the owners of Teach Them Diligently talk about it and us as well and yeah. our experiences. But we put something about uh, homeschool conventions on our Facebook page this week. And Don Mole replied and said, after not attending a homeschool convention for 10 years, last year I attended Teach Them Diligently for the first time. I went in completely discouraged and near burnout. This has been our best year in a long time. Thanks to the encouragement I received there, even veterans need to go. Maybe especially veterans is what she said. Yeah. Now, didn't she engage a little bit longer? She she talked about one of our guests. Oh, that's right? right. She did. She said, hey, huge shout out to Rachel Carmen. Her sessions were God's voice to my ear, and she took time to encourage me personally when she and Davis were trying to get away for dinner. Super encouraging. Yeah. And that's that's not us. That's a listener. It's, that's a hurdler telling right. us this. And I'm excited that she, she talked about the... Uh, um, Carmen's because we're going to see them in Nashville. Right. So um, I think maybe when this episode airs on Monday and the conference starts on Thursday, we may get a lot of people just driving to Nashville well, on Thursday. Well, I would <laughs> encourage you. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're not, we are not spokesmen for Teach Them Diligently. We don't get a dime. We're spokesmen <laughs> for homeschooling in real life. And yeah. we want to meet people. We like meeting people on the road. So please, again, do not be embarrassed about coming up to us and saying, hey, I know you guys. I listen to you. Yeah. And we're not going to have any identifying shirts or logos or anything this time. No, but I just decided that I was packing pretty much almost all black clothing. So I guess look for the short woman in black, maybe? The short woman in black? <laughs> Look for the babe in black and the short guy in black. Oh, I don't know what I'm wearing. Edge. You're so sweet. All right, so we're going to talk pros. Let's end on a high note. So um, one of the things we said in the cons was that, you know, this narrow-mindedness or mm -hmm. narrow group. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it is cool to find people with similar beliefs and struggles. Because if you're homeschooling, and one of the complaints we get a lot through our website and through Facebook and Twitter is, 
I feel like I'm doing this alone. And yeah. you guys are a voice that tells me I'm not alone. Yeah. And, and they're talking a little bit about the voice that we're putting out there, the voice of reality, mm-hmm. transparency mm-hmm. and honesty and like, hey, this sucks. And, yeah. we, and we, we hate doing it some days. Like, it's okay to say that to us. Right. So, you know, just like this, you bump into us this week. You can come up and tell us, hey, thanks for being real, because this is real hard sometimes. <sighs> yeah. And, and you don't make me put on a phony fake exterior. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I have been to so, you know this, I have been to so many conventions over the years because I've had the really neat privilege of getting to speak and connect with, uh, mostly moms, uh, sometimes dads too there. I was going to tell you when you're talking earlier about, about a dad, you know, being engaged when he goes, there is a couple that comes to, um, a convention in California that I've spoken at regularly, uh, the last few years. And this guy, like they became the first time they hadn't even started homeschooling yet and he was like on the edge of his seat in every workshop I did and I they come back every year and I, I just recognize them they're like my little groupies at that one convention and he you know he's constantly like elbowing his wife and like would that help you honey you know would that sounds like a good idea that might be and what an amazing encouragement but I tell you that too because I've had so much uh so many opportunities to see moms sit and cry with each other, you know, or women sort of bump into each other at the end of a workshop I've done. And, and one of them comes to ask me a question. and The other one goes, I was going to ask that same question. And I watch them walk out together, you know, and let's go grab some coffee together or whatever. That can feel like you're not on an Island, you know, that there's a community surrounding you. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's the same no matter what convention you go to. Conventions yeah, right? are good for that. that you're, right. you're focused in on a topic. So right. the con, it could be narrow and you, that you could be like, I don't want to be part of that. But for some people, this is life. Right. This is the lifeblood. This is a good weekend. And when you see that mom in the back of the room who's struggling to quiet the crying baby and is, you know, realizes she finally needs to get up because nursing the baby's not even, don't you feel like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> I can so relate to that mom. It's just good to be around people who are doing what you're doing. Another pro we saw was that if there is something in a local convention or a state convention where you're like, you know, it, 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 there isn't enough academics or there isn't this, is that you can actually volunteer and get involved. Right. And, and not change things in a you know, a complainy, naggy mode, but hey, we could do some positive things too. Here's some ideas I have. I'm bringing some fresh ideas to the table. Yeah, if if they're welcome. I mean, you know, some groups are <laughs> to struggle with the control, but if you, you know, volunteer to to help out at a convention, to um, be the person in the back of the room that, you know, holds up the time cards for the speaker. And I know that conventions are always looking for those kind of volunteers or um, to help serve drinks or lunch or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, maybe get involved and sort of see what the heart is of your local convention. And um, maybe maybe you'll have that opportunity to say, have you guys ever thought about doing some more academic stuff? Because, man, I really feel like, you know, I need that. Or, or you know, have you ever considered that that you know being able to bring a nursing baby in or having some sort of child care option would, could be really helpful and you might even learn why they don't have yeah. the things you you know need True. or whatever maybe you know what 
maybe there there are there's real thinking that goes through some of that stuff. So you know, I would encourage you not to go in there like I'm going to be the voice of change, or you guys need to do this, or you've done this wrong. But to really go with a heart of humility and just a desire to serve your local convention. So our international listener Angela, who mm-hmm. was in our studio one night from New Zealand, she said, "Oh, I would love to go to a convention at all." Yeah, you know, and one of our hurlers wrote into her and said, Angela, why don't you start one? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because that's exactly what we're saying. Like, you could be a voice of change. You could be a voice of just starting one. So, mm-hmm. Angela, go ahead and start one in New Zealand. We and would we'll be love there. to come speak for you. <laughs> we would love to do a podcast, uh, which th- th- that's a good time to make a little commercial break and say, hey, if you want us to record a live podcast at your convention, let us know. We'd love to come and do that. That'd be fun. Um, how about this? I like, this is like the one idea that I love. Turn it into a date weekend. Yeah. I see this all the time. Couples, you know, they, they leave the kids with a mother-in-law or mother or, you know, babysitter and they turn it into a date weekend. They also turn it into a time to really, um, connect, on those homeschool issues, you know, life goes by and dad comes home from work. You don't always want to have to talk about what the kids are doing or the homeschooling stuff. But this is a time to maybe go through kid by kid together and then go out to dinner and don't talk about it. You know, um, we're doing this, but we're taking our daughters with us. You know, (laughs) I was thinking that though, like, you know, during the week, every week it's, you know, you're, you're going to work, you're coming home, dad's typical. And we're doing the typical thing here. You come home and mom's like, oh, let me tell you what we're doing in our homeschooling this week. And you're like, can we just wait? Can we talk about this some, some other time? Mm-hmm. Some other time never comes up. Right. Some other time can be months later. And I've joked about this that, you know, you you listen initially and the kids are talking about ancient Egypt. And the next time you listen into what mom's <laughs> doing, it's like, Kennedy shot? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, we skipped a lot there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a time to get away and that's kind of what a, a retreat conference does. You retreat from the day-to-day. Yeah. You can sit down and focus with a calendar in front mm-hmm. of you and your computer's open and say, that's right. hey, this is what we're going to try and accomplish next year. And so springtime and going into summer, you know, this is convention time. And, you know, going back to what we said about the problem of cost being an issue, if you don't plan to go, you'll never have the money to go. Right. So you may not go this year. Or ever, but do you remember last year, Ken? Do you remember walking around the floor? How many couples did we meet that their kids were really little, like in strollers? Yeah, the first and, year homeschool. And they weren't going to homeschool yet. Yeah. But they were planning for it. Right. And I was shocked how many couples we found. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want to hear a great episode, you should go back and listen to episode number 17, What Homeschooling Does to a Marriage, because we're actually on the floor of the Teach Them Diligently convention speaking with couples. And that was, it's pretty fun. You, you know, you, you can see kind of the fun we had on the floor there, but it was neat to see couples doing that. So make a date weekend out of it. We touched on this a little bit on the, you know, making it a date weekend, but it also can be a really great focused planning weekend. Um, and let me give you a little tip here of some things that I've done. I will write down each child's name um, now, you know, on Evernote on my phone, but I used to just print out this Word document, um, each child's name, what I was planning to have them use each year or that year rather. Um, maybe there's a question mark next to a curriculum. You know, maybe I needed a cursive workbook for somebody and I didn't know which one I wanted to use. I would have that right in front of me so that when I went through the vendor hall, I could I could narrow in and focus on who needed what, you know, and what I was looking at. Um, and then 
writing things down in workshops, circling things, making a note of things. If you're there together, then you can sort of recap at the end of the day and maybe even on the drive home, get everything worked out and planned and ready to go. Yeah, great time to just cast a vision for mm-hmm. your family and then just be focused on planning. And the date part is don't forget, have dinner together. We yeah. we we had a we wrapped up a couple of our sessions last year and remember we had sushi one night. We went out we went out in downtown Nashville and yeah. went honky tonkin one night. That's right. There's nothing like two Californians honky tonkin. <laughs> Fletch, okay, this is a total aside, but I have not seen so much cigarette smoking since we were in Paris. <laughs> yeah, crazy, you know, because again, being this is this podcast goes out forever, and so it might change in time, right? And it goes out all over the world, including all over America. But being in California, which you know has a picture of health consciousness, which there sure are a lot of chubby health conscious people in California. Well, in our part of California, yeah. yes. But you know, the idea of you know no smoking—that's just not anywhere i don't ever see people smoke it's so rare and then you know everybody's drinking wheatgrass and whatever (laughs) yeah so anyhow that was a good aside it was a rabbit trail um you know husbands get back in on this one because for your wife and for you if you're talking through this curriculum like kendra was just talking it through and using some examples and i'm like i have no idea (laughs) what italic and right shop and what all these things mean but to her it's like you know that's the stuff i'm using every day well and and let's be fair i have no idea what you're talking about when you're talking about different dental materials so So this is a chance (laughs) to actually get things in your hand yeah and see how it works and not only that, you can talk to the people who created the curriculum. Yeah, there's quite That's a, a few pro. of that. That's yeah. a real pro. Absolutely. Because if if you've created something and you've poured time and effort and you've designed it and you've tried to make it user-friendly, right. then you get to meet your users. You're going to be able to tell them exactly how it works. Hey, this is how I created it to be used. Yeah. And as the the people purchasing it, that's great. You get to actually meet the person. Now, you know, most often when you reach out to someone online, you'll get the company that sells it. You'll get the the people that, that sponsor it. And you can ask those questions. But, you know, what are the odds you just get to sit down there and do it right then? Yeah. So that's absolutely true. I, in fact, when you're saying this, I'm thinking of my, you know, in my head, I'm walking around a vendor hall and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, there's Kim Koutzer who wrote Right Shop and there's Leah Neiman who runs Kerclick.com and you know, like yeah. they are there on in a lot of instances. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the pros that we came up with. And do you have anything else as a pro, Kenj? You know, yeah, absolutely. I, in this age of the internet, which I am so thankful for as homeschoolers, that the internet has been around as long as we've been homeschooling. You know, you can see all kinds of things online, but there's nothing like holding that text in your hand or holding that um, workbook or seeing some great little unit study, you know, somebody demonstrating a neat science experiment or whatever it is. There's nothing like that. That's so helpful. So looking at this board, Fletch, is there anything that stands out to you on that, the pros and cons that we've talked about? Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking about this as we put it together, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. I'm not Kendra, the soup, by the way, did anybody look up the superhero Kendra Fletcher? You need to look that up. Superhero homeschool Kendra. I'll just put it in the show notes and just then everybody can no, go look so at funny. the website. It's awesome <laughs> it's if really you put funny. it up in Google because it's yeah. like the number one image hit. Really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I did it. 
this week. After if you Google to Kendra it. Fletcher, that's the image that comes up? No, Kendra Fletcher superhero. Well, why are you Googling that? Because I told them to. I said, go Google <laughs> no, that. No, but why were you Googling that? You said like I said it, and I wasn't sure if it would actually work. Are and you I thought, serious? I better do it, because what if something else comes up? Because, you know, there's the whole... You are such a there's goofball. There's a crazy Kendra on the internet as well. There's the Kendra that's on the front of every National Enquirer. And people, right. So I want to make sure they right. weren't going to go there. But there's also the Kendra that was arrested for meth, and it's yeah. her mugshot. That's an awesome one. So Kendra, <laughs> someone I get all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. So I'm not you. I don't go to so many, you mm-hmm. know, these conventions. But you know, for me, I went to one recently last mm-hmm. year, and I'll tell you what I liked. I liked when we were kind of setting up the room. And I was in the back, you know, kind of, I was handing out a bunch of stuff. We were just promoting homeschooling in real life at the time. We were we were throwing out the homeschooling is a buzzkill CD mm-hmm. to everybody who would take it. Right. And I was wearing a shirt that said homeschooling is a buzzkill just to try and engage people in our podcast. But um, I met this gentleman who was um, ex-military. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another one we get asked a lot. You know, homeschooling with military families. Yeah. And this guy, I forget where he was from. I want to say he was from like Cincinnati or something like that. And he'd come down. And uh, he was a really nice guy. Well, we ended up, his wife went into your your uh, um, workshop. workshop, and I sat out in the hallway with him, and I just talked to him about who his family was and, and why they chose to homeschool. And, you know, I'm all about story. I love to engage people with their story, what's going on in their lives, how did they get to that point in time? Mm-hmm. And not just their homeschooling story, but how did you get here today mm-hmm. in life? And that's how I start a lot of my stories. Well, you know, for that alone, to be at a homeschooling convention and know that you're going to, at least you have a starting point. Your starting point is where we homeschool. And just to hear what people do. Now, this is a guy from the other side of the United States, you know, different type of kids, different ages, different reasons for homeschooling. Um, I find that I can actually be the narrow mind, like, this is the way I homeschool. This is how we do it. And without trying, I can become a little selfish about how we do it. So to open up my eyes and meet someone new, sit down on a chair with them and just talk, that was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a pro for me is you you actually might meet some people that you're going to build relationship with or that you can at least hear their story and be encouraged and or encourage them. Yeah. And so, you know, you may be the one here saying, I don't, I'm doing fine. We're we doing great. You know, we're... We're almost done with homeschooling. We have our last three. Well, you might be the one that needs to do the encouraging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think like Don said, these conventions could be for the experienced veterans just as much as they are for the newbies. So, yeah, that's that's my story. That's a great story. And the truth is you can hear all kinds of homeschooling experts, quote unquote, you know, or experienced people or um, homeschool speakers online. You could, there's opportunity to find things online and to hear them or to read their materials. But what the, I think what you talked about, what a convention really provides is a, is a community or a sense of relationship building or actual relationship building. And that's, that is the benefit of being someplace uh, in person. All right, Ken, are you ready to wrap up the show? Let's do it. So if... You are going to be anywhere near Nashville this week. We would love to see you at the Teach Them Diligently convention. You can still get there. You can still go. Gaylord Opryland, 
uh, hotel and convention centers where it's going to be. You know, Fletch, there are actually three more Teach Them Diligently conventions this year across the country. So Nashville's the first, but they're also going to be in Sandusky, Ohio, and Atlanta, Georgia. And then I'll be back for the Dallas, Texas convention in July. Yeah, and we're actually, end of this year, we're going to be out in... North Carolina. Outer Banks of the North Carolina. Right. How do you say that? Did I say that right? The Outer Banks of North Carolina? You're so Californian. I, I... Six hours any direction. I'm still in California. <laughs> I'm <laughs> true. still in California. Yeah, and like a true. true kid raised in California, um, if it wasn't for our homeschool environment, my geography is horrible because there's California, and then there's Oregon above us, <laughs> and there's Nevada, and then Arizona, and then there's the ocean. And then <laughs> things get a little vague heading you- east. Do you remember that time we were in Colorado? Yeah. yeah. And you, you you asked this guy, like, so what's on what's to the east of Colorado? And he was like, uh, Kansas, duh. Yeah, and, and I was <laughs> like, really? Like, we're this close to Kansas? <laughs> we're like, so to pathetic. Me, Kansas seemed like it was so far away. And this well, guy's in, like, yeah. no. It was like, these are the Rockies, and that's Kansas. I'm like, oh. Yeah, so apparently I need to go to, like, a geography class. Okay, but we could throw this out there to our listeners. How many of you know what's above Oregon? <laughs> That's easy. No, it's easy for us, but maybe not. Maybe they don't I, even know. Oh, here's the deal, and I'm just going to be very real. Like, heading east, I go into Nevada, mm-hmm. and then... <laughs> Utah. Utah and, like, Colorado, and then it just gets... And then next thing you know, you're like... I New York. Know, like West Virginia, somewhere <laughs> over there, I don't know. Like, and now we're in Maine. Yes, and suddenly we're... <laughs> The Atlantic. Um, but so we we are going to be in North Carolina, though, at a conve- another convention for the two-to-one conference. Yeah, in October. And we're actually going to be talking about blogging. Or no, sorry. And we're actually going to be talking... And we're actually going to be talking about podcasting and how to do a podcast. So that's going to be a, a really fun one to talk about. I'm looking forward to that. It is. We haven't mentioned two-to-one, but if you are a blogger who also homeschools, you don't have to blog about homeschooling at all. Maybe you have a blog for your business. Maybe you just blog about, I don't know, whatever. Um, But if you are a blogger who also happens to homeschool, two-to-one is a convention for bloggers who homeschool. (laughs) Yeah, and we actually had the the originator of two-to-one she was one of our moms during the uh, Burnout podcast. She sure was. Cheryl Pitt. Cheryl Pitt was. And we've had Shane Pitt. He was on the Dad's podcast. Yeah. Great so, people. Great people. And we look forward to you know partnering with them out there as well. Um, so, yeah. Now, if they want to reach us in Nashville, which is the same way you reach us any other day. But if you want to connect with us when we're traveling out uh, in Nashville, um, you can reach us on Twitter at homeschoolirl. Tweet mm-hmm. to us. You can get to us through Facebook. At facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Email? Well, if you're talking about it being at the convention, then yeah, just you know, reach out to us on one of those outlets. But you could also email us info at homeschoolingirl.com. And then, of course, our website is homeschoolingirl.com. Yeah. So do that. We'd love to meet you. Come on up. Say hi to us. We'll have fun. We, we should at least share a cup of coffee, right? That's what we do. Or tea. Um, their contest so is on. Nice. We need a tea sponsor and a for whatever reason, and we need a <laughs> coffee sponsor. That's what we really. Let's need. just go big. Let's go get. Let's go after Ghirardelli because we both like chocolate. Yeah, but since I'm going to have every podcast, not like coffee, where I'll drink that every podcast. What did I just say to you before we started podcasting tonight? I said if I could eat whatever I wanted, I would just eat ice cream all the time. 
Oh, we need an ice cream you concert. You know, Ghirardelli does do, if you don't know what Ghirardelli chocolate is for ice cream, then come out to California and let us take you. We actually have the Ghirardelli outlet very yeah. close to our home. It's, <laughs> it's pretty horrible. so dangerous. <laughs> we need to wrap this show up. It's All been right. a good show. We uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And just reach out to us. Let us know uh, what you love or don't love about homeschool conventions. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.